It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm your host. With me in the KFG studios, my business partner and fellow CFP, Josh Gregory. What are the most common mistakes when choosing a certified financial planner or any financial pro- professional for that matter? Yeah. You know that's a topic that we're passionate about, and that's why today we're going to be discussing the process you should use when selecting a financial planner so you can avoid those missteps that are so common. That's what we're covering on today's episode of The Wise Money Show. That's right. I want to thank Auto Owners for sponsoring the question segment at the end of the program. So thank you very much. If you have a question, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us online, wisemoneyshow.com. Submit questions right there on the right. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. And then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there. Most questions come through the YouTube channel. Check it out. Just search the Wise Money Show and follow us there. All right, so I recently found an article from Market Watch, and uh, and it said the six mistakes that are commonly made when choosing a financial advisor, and so we're going to put the link in the uh, in the the description of the show in YouTube if you want to check it out. But of course, I see something like that, and that is clickbait for me. I'm like, all right, <laughs> are they good? Like, do I right. like the six? And they're okay. They only forgot the most important glaring one. <laughs> and so we're going to share that to you. But I want to go through their six because it is pretty good. Even if they you know, miss the most important one, we'll share that one with you later today. But let's get into it. Let's get into it. Market Watch says that the number one mistake is you didn't ask how your financial advisor was paid. And if I may, I'm actually going to add the second most important mistake or on their in their list into this one because it goes hands hand in hand and that says you worked with a free advisor. So Josh, what are your thoughts with these two mistakes? You agree you don't know how your financial professionals paid mm-hmm. or you specifically were asking the question and wanted to make sure you you selected someone that was quote unquote free. That's right. You know there there are a number of folks out there who would say, "Hey, I I will help you build a financial plan for free." It's not going to cost you anything. You don't write a check for it or anything like that. Um, and, you know, hopefully you'll choose to do business with me. And, and what they mean by that is hopefully I can sell you something. Yeah. Right? And uh, there, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Uh, that was like one of the things drilled into your head when you're in economics courses in, in college. No such thing as a free lunch. Someone's paying for something somewhere. And if you don't know how you're paying your financial professional, the risk is that you may be facing some sort of conflicts of interest that you haven't gotten to the surface yet. Or you, you may be fooling yourself. There, there could be some cost elsewhere in this process that you just haven't uncovered yet. And it's those uncovered expenses that can really get you sometimes. Yeah. Those can be the ones that can get kind of excessive. Yeah. I, you know, the, the irony is not lost on me that right now, you know, kids do have free lunch. <laughs> right, right. So you're paying for it. Bud. Exactly. Like, do you guys know this right now that baked into the stimulus, there's been all this money set aside for schools to provide public schools to provide lunch 
to the kids and uh, and quote unquote it's free it's it's really not so so like we've thought all of these stimulus dollars are free no of imagine course not. what that's teaching an entire generation that, I know hey you know you just show up stand in a line they'll give you some food and life is good that's, right that's when is that going to stop that's exactly what we're training these kiddos uh, anyway so so okay let's let's tackle this first one though so you didn't ask how your financial advisor is is paid uh yeah that is definitely something you it's like so i agree with this one being in the top six sure you've definitely got to ask in our initial process as we're meeting with someone that first discussion is just a, a needs analysis hey how can we help you what what services are you looking for do we offer those services might we be a good fit and usually that's an exciting conversation it's an emotional conversation at times um you're sharing some maybe things that you're proud of financially and certainly sharing some things where you wish you were further along and that's okay, right? That's all part of the process, safe environment. But normally we've got to go there with the cost structure because normally new clients are a little afraid to ask. So it's just part of our process where we just, hey, upfront, here are the ways that we get paid and and uh, here's the cost. Well, and that's something that's unique to certified financial planners as well, is you, you need to be upfront and transparent about these things. And uh, partially because if part of the advice that your professional is going to give to you is some sort of a solution to a problem and it involves a financial product, and more specifically a financial product that they get paid on, that's potentially a conflict of interest, yeah, right? right? And a, a fiduciary who is looking out for your best interest first needs to th- disclose those things to you. A certified financial planner is bound by a code of ethics that they will do that. And it's because it's so necessary when you're making a decision, you, you've got to know the motivations potentially behind the advice that you're receiving from someone that you're trusting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's it's important for you to kind of bake this into your process when you're trying to find a certified financial planner or any type of financial professional. Ask them how they get paid. A lot of financial professionals, mo- most are going to fall into a couple different camps. Someone who does get paid based on what you choose to invest with them or buy from them. It could be maybe they've got uh, an arsenal of insurance products that could be very appropriate for you. Or maybe they sell certain investments. They, they help you open up investment accounts and purchase some mutual funds or some stocks or some bonds or something. Those who get paid because of the actions you take to, to buy these products, that's more of a commission-based approach most often. Um, versus one that's maybe more of a fee-based approach where uh, hopefully this is a little bit more transparent and it's them charging a fee based on maybe the assets that they manage or uh, the advice that they give. But the the point is, uh, is it transparent enough for you to kind of weigh your options, first of all, but then also recognize, hey, that is a monster commission that someone yeah, may right, be receiving. Right. Is it part of the motivation for why this is such a grand idea that they're proposing to me? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I guess just to circle back, I would. I, you're definitely going to want to ask that financial professional, hey, what are the costs? But I honestly like, I'm just sitting here listening to you, Josh, totally listening, totally listening, but also thinking, <laughs> I would much rather have that financial professional lead with that discussion. Like, like not say that's the first thing, but you, you would want to work with someone that's transparent enough and confident enough and believes in the value they're going to add that they're 
they're going to open they're going to walk into that space and tell you all right here's what it costs like, like don't make me ask don't make words. me ask but listen if if they haven't had the guts to shit to share that then you've got to ask okay and then yes there is no free advisor unless you are sitting in a um, government owned you know campground that's totally free in a tent and there's no electricity or anything there's no such thing as a free advisor there just isn't and so i would I would definitely say that's an enormous mistake thinking that you're working with a free advisor because most likely, well, they're definitely going to get paid and most likely in a way that you aren't going to benefit from that is going to be, um, you know, detrimental to you. All right. Mistake number three, then when choosing a financial planner, you didn't shop around. Josh, what are your thoughts on this one? You know, I, I guess I have mixed feelings on this one because uh, often we have people who walk in our office and, you know, we're the first folks that they interview and we, we sit down with them and we show them how we can help them. And they say, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And we get rolling together. Yeah. It is also common that sometimes people show up and we're the third or fourth stop and their journey looking for an advisor. Maybe they've even had certain advisors in the past. And again, they realize, wow, this is exactly what I'm looking for. It's all about, do you have enough perspective to make a wise choice? Exactly. What are you looking for? You know, have have that clarity. And hopefully this episode, this show, this discussion helps you with that. Have that clarity of knowing what you're looking for so that when you find it, you're ready to move forward. So we're going to talk through these mistakes, plus the number one that they missed. That more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What are the biggest mistakes when you're trying to select a financial advisor, financial planner, financial professional? What are the big mistakes that you need to avoid? Well, we're going through the top six from a recent article. They've missed the most important one. We're going to share that with you as well. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard here with me in the KFG studios, Joshua Gregory. Every episode of The Wise Money Show is on podcast. Make sure you go check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. Search The Wise Money Show, subscribe to it, follow us there, and rate the show. We appreciate that. All right, so we're tearing through this article from MarketWatch, uh, a, 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 an investment finance publication, and they had a, an article recently that said the top six mistakes people make when selecting a financial planner. Pretty good. They only missed the most important one. We're going to share it with you in just a minute. Was the author a financial planner? No, like, of course they not. No, of course not. So they're just using intuition then. It sure. Like. <laughs> yes. All right. So we're, we're trying to give actual observation uh, here today, right? As as CFPs. Okay. So number three is you didn't shop around, Josh. I agree. I have mixed uh, feelings on this. I would I would much rather you have you know what you're looking for mm-hmm. than like think about you're going out to buy a house. Well, do you do you have to go look at ten houses? Why don't you, prefer, you know, make a list of everything that you want, and then you know of those ten houses or however many you see, that's the one that you want. So for us, like when we moved, Cindy was eight months pregnant. Not a good, not a good choice, guys. <laughs> not a good choice. She was eight months pregnant, and so it was like we need to find a house today. Like our house instantly sold, and we were like, we need to find a house today. And the very first one we walked in, I was like, this is it. Like, this has everything that we'd want. And Cindy was like, okay, I don't know. And so we went to a couple more, and it was like, no, that first one was it. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a quota. Like, we didn't need to go see a bunch of houses. We needed to know, okay, we want an open concept. We want in this school district. We want two-story. We want X number of bedrooms. Got to want a finished basement. This one has it. Okay, 
But that's the key. You knew going into it what it was that you were looking for. You were working off of a shopping list, so to speak. Right. What are all the amenities, the features, and everything that you're you're looking for? That's sometimes harder for people to pull off when they're trying to hire a professional because a lot of times the act of interviewing professionals is the way that people figure out what they're looking for. Yeah. And it's the wrong approach, in my opinion. I mean, that is why the Wise Money Show exists. That's that, why. That's right. Right? Yep. Try, trying to explain a better approach to financial planning and therefore uh, recognizing it when you see it, I guess. When, yeah. when you are out there in the marketplace interviewing professionals, could we be a good fit for each other? You need to know it when you see it. And if that's the very first person that you encounter, awesome. Um, but if it takes you two or three interviews or unfortunately there's some folks who it takes two or three relationships like they're they go beyond kicking the tires and and checking things out they like enter into a relationship and realize oh this isn't what i thought it was going to be yeah and that's tough and that's why if you don't shop around i would encourage you to at least ask around Mm. you know you you may have people that you trust you value their opinion on all kinds of different matters this should be one of them that you um, kind of inquire about with those that that you you trust what they're doing in their life. Maybe they have similar values as you and and are achieving you know good results in their financial life as best that you can tell. Well, find out why. How 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 is it that they were able to achieve better results than a lot of other people? It could be that they've chosen wisely who they should walk this journey with. You know what? I would actually. I would I would uh, dissect that, Josh. Okay. And I'm, we're not going to go there, but I'll just tell you, I, not not the not the evidence or some uh, some appear, appearance the, the of outside. financial. That's good. I would say, <laughs> who's got financial peace? Just calm. I like that. Financially, doesn't get easily shaken or whatever. That's the type of person. But again, even beyond that, if they recommend someone you still need to know what you're looking for because what they needed might not be what you needed okay we'll get onto that so mistake number four you didn't clarify your goals and expectations now to me they group those in this in this article they group those goals expectations no there's like a big chasm between those two for sure right you've got to be very specific hey this is what financial success means to us Uh this is what financial peace means to us and you're not going to be able to answer all of it your CFP that you're meeting with will like like you likely you're going to come in with two or three goals or hopes or concerns that you want to make sure are addressed. But then they're going to help you lead. They're going to help lead you through to explore all areas and make sure all those goals are fleshed out. But then your expectations, those are separate, right? That's your right. Expectation, how would you define a successful relationship? If we're sitting here three years from today, what will we need to have accomplished over these past three years to say this was a worthwhile engagement? Yeah. It's more about uh, expectations for the relationship. What's the service level going to be? You know, are we going to see each other once a year? Is it going to be every four months or three months? Yeah. Is this, hey, we're going to have a bunch of meetings up front and then never see each other unless I prompt it? Like understanding what are your expectations and can this professional or this team fulfill them? Is that how they operate? If you try to project onto them the world as you see it, but they're operating in a different world and having a different approach, it may just be early and frequent frustration for you. Absolutely. Um, But going back to what you were saying, though, the whole point of having a, a financial planner 
the, the purpose of financial planning is to help you achieve the life that you envision for yourself, kind of achieving that ideal future out there. And that involves accomplishing certain goals. And you need to know, is this professional someone who can help you with those goals? Do they have experience in that area? Is this something that they've been able to successfully help others to achieve? And if so, how and how often? That sort of thing. So, um, you know, there are there are some financial professionals out there that just really specialize in certain areas of planning. And if you need them to help you achieve something totally off their radar screen, mm-hmm. again, could be disappointment, could be mistakes even. A uh, fan of the show I was listening to, or I was speaking with recently, and she talked about how she was uh, had talked to a couple other financial advisors and and brought up Roth conversions. And one of the advisors said, yeah, that might be a good idea. And, and the, the customer was like, well, should I? Is this a good? And the person said, well, I really don't get into tax advice. And it's it was just astounding, right? But yeah. it, but it's it's setting expectations up front. Um, the fifth mistake, or go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like you used the analogy earlier about buying a house, mm-hmm. and I, my mind also went to building a house mm-hmm. because you could argue that a financial planner, part of their role is to be kind of that financial architect in your life, to listen to what you want to achieve and try to put together a plan to make it go happen. And, um, you know, you need to be wary if you were to march into a financial professional's office and, you know, after a little bit of pleasantries and getting to know you and everything, they already start prescribing to you what they would do. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, based on your age and uh, what you have in net worth, here's what I would do. Can you imagine if an architect did that? Yeah. Well, based on your age, you probably need a ranch and it needs to look like the one three doors down. And <laughs> now we customize, so you choose the color of the front door, but y- here you go, right? I mean, you'd yeah. be like, what are you doing? You have to get a sense for, like, you have to look at that architect's portfolio. Like, they've got to share a couple ideas, but to start saying this is what you need too early in the process. I totally agree. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it happens all the time in the financial services world because they've they've got a cookie cutter model or they've got certain products and you seem to fit the bill. So here you go. Yeah. Watch yeah. out for that. Uh, mistake number five, we'll start here. You didn't check the advisor's credentials or background. There's no question. You need to be working with a certified financial planner. That I mean, that you need to be working with a CFP. Doesn't mean every CFP is going to take the right approach, but the ones that do take the right approach are CFPs. Wouldn't you agree, Josh? That's right. You're trusting someone's experience, their knowledge, all their training and everything. It's a stamp of approval, but they have to be taking the right approach. That's right. All right. We're going to expand on that a little bit more. Share the sixth biggest mistake when selecting a financial planner and then share really the one that they missed the most important one that and more coming up on the wise money show with corhorn financial group this is wise money with corhorn financial group what's the number one mistake that you can make that people make when trying to select a financial planner financial professional we're going to tell you that right now so that you can avoid that mistake and then help you find the right financial professional. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Josh Gregory. If you have questions, stay up to date on all Wise Money content, all of that. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com, and then all over social media. Wherever you're at, search the Wise Money Show. You can leave questions there. Stay engaged and get more content that way. All right, so we're diving through this, this article, so this content 
uh, from Market Watch, the author, not a CFP, not a financial advisor, but uh, but they share the six biggest mistakes people make when they're searching for a financial planner. Pretty good. We're going through the list. We're going to hit number six right now, but they missed the most important one. We're going to share it. So Josh, mistake number six, you didn't ensure that their investment and planning philosophy matched your own. Now, you'd said at the break, Mike, you're, you're doing a great job of teasing this thing out here. This number one, I'm, I can't wait to can't wait to hear it. It's sort of connected to mistake number six. Okay. Uh, correct. Because um, what you need to recognize is that every financial planner, every financial professional out there has a different approach. They have a different philosophy. They have their own values and beliefs that they bring to the table. Now, hopefully they can kind of put those on the back burner and get to know what you believe, what you want to achieve, what you value the most, and then craft a plan to help you go achieve that. Hopefully they're not pushing their own values onto you. But philosophically, there are just a lot of different approaches. Take, for example, you know, an, an investment approach. Do you believe that the best way to build a portfolio is by buying a whole bunch of individual stocks? Or do you believe, no, mutual funds are a way to diversify? Um, should you uh, pay for those services based on a commissionable product or should you pay a fee up front? These are philosophical decisions that each financial professional has to has to wrestle through in their own career and approach. Well, before I met Kevin and Josh uh, way back at, in Mich- at Michigan State, I had an interview with a very well-known financial firm. You see all their commercials, and I'm sh- you're going to like them, okay? I'm not going to tell you who it is. But in the interview process, they said, yeah, I mean, it, regardless of the financial problem, life insurance is the financial solution. I'm not kidding. Yeah, I'm not I, I kidding. I had the exact same experience, different firm even. Right, and and then you know, fast forward, like so. That's part of invest a, a a planning philosophy or investment philosophy that you've got to flesh out at the beginning before you engage in a relationship. Because if you're if that's your financial advisor, financial professional, and you've believed that, and then all of a sudden you don't believe it, uh, you're stuck. Yeah, you're you're stuck. Uh, someone else. Uh, uh, I remember a new client came in at one point and. Um, they said, yeah, we were funding the Roth IRA and then we met this financial advisor and he told us you shouldn't be doing that. You're going to want to put money into this whole life insurance policy instead of your Roth because it's got similar tax benefits and you've got, uh, life insurance. And so we thought, okay. And now the more I'm thinking about it, that just doesn't make sense. That's an example of making sure that you understand your financial advisor's investment and planning philosophy to make sure it matches your own. That's right. Because that's insane. I was just going to say, well, that's just stupid, but whatever. Um, You know what? So we we had a client come to us, I don't know, two or three years ago with the expressed goal. The, The whole purpose that she wanted to hire a financial planner was to help her maximize the giving that she could do charitably during her lifetime. And it was very important. Like it was truly an interview of what's your philosophy on this and are you going to try to steer me this direction are you hearing me when i say this is important to me and we've we've been able to help her truly maximize what she can give away prudently tax efficiently all of that but there are some out there who they they themselves are not real big believers in charitable giving of any kind yeah. and in fact there may be a conflict of interest there because if you're 
planner gets paid to manage assets and you're giving away assets, their pay gets smaller and smaller as you get more and more generous, potentially. Had a had a client recently sell their business and it just we were kind of cleaning up some loose ends and whatever and he wrote a personal check for two million dollars to be invested. And um and the whole reason we were blessed to serve this couple is because 10, I think 12, 15 years ago, the financial advisor that was serving them, these clients came in and said, listen, you know, because of the business we run and the risk that that ta- takes, we, we want to move forward with paying off our house aggressively. And this financial advisor said, no, you should invest instead. And, and they, he just they said he was tone deaf to what our goals were. Yep. And I understand the math and everything else, but that was a goal of ours. And so anyway, okay, let's get to the number one, Josh. And I know I know you agree with this. So thanks, Market Watch. Nice try. Uh, you, you got close, but what didn't make the list is by far the most important. And that is you chose a, a financial planner that doesn't do comprehensive financial planning. Isn't that the most important thing? That's like saying I chose a house that doesn't have a roof. Like you, you wouldn't. You, why would you choose a financial per planner that doesn't do comprehensive financial planning? That doesn't look at all six areas of your financial life and give advice that brings synergy to them. Well, you might even be wondering how does that even happen, or how does it even exist? Though someone who is a certified financial planner, even who doesn't take a comprehensive approach to planning. Maybe the certified financial planner was just a designation that helped them gain some knowledge. Maybe it gave them some credibility. You know, they wanted some letters behind their name when they dropped that business card into your hands. Uh, Who knows what the, the motivation is, but if you are capable of doing all this area, all this uh, elaborate and integrated financial planning with someone, but you choose to only focus on one area of it, mm-hmm. then you're not really doing financial planning. And I would say you're not really providing the value that you need when you're out there looking for a financial professional. I mean, to just so basically, if you're if you're working with a financial planner who's not doing comprehensive financial planning, they're casting one vote and one narrow window of your financial life saying, this is what you need to do. And it's your job to make sure that that's what you actually should be doing based on all of the other areas of your financial life. So there's there's no question, this is the most common mistake that we see, without a doubt. And even among those who do comprehensive financial planning, though, you could still run into the risk that they are not helping you to truly integrate the advice of all the professionals in your life also, right? Maybe they help you to build a a plan and they're helping look at different areas, but it's still done kind of in a silo. You know, the, the CPA's advice on the tax side, the insurance agents or professionals advice on the protection planning area. Maybe the estate planning attorney is just not consultant or, or consulted often enough. The the risk is that you're doing uh, financial planning, but keeping all of the professionals kind of in their own world instead of truly creating an integrated team. That's, that's right. a risk, yep. potentially. That, that's right. I, I might also say that another uh, risk that could occur in how you approach uh, your financial planner would be treating the financial plan as a document that you're going to draft one time and then just kind of uh, run with it mm-hmm. instead of 
you know, you're not just hiring someone to, to write a plan. You're hiring someone to help you amend and change that plan over time. This is more about establishing a relationship than it is, you know, creating some sort of a document or a roadmap that you'll just rigidly stick to forever. Right. Under these circumstances, based on the world we know today and our life situation today, this is a comprehensive approach to what you should do. Well, then tomorrow things change. Health comes on you fast. You know, the economy takes a, you know, uh, takes a left turn. Your job changes, whatever. Your goals change, right? It's not just a one-time event. You need to have a, a trusted certified financial planner that you're working with in all six areas of your financial life, both to craft the plan, but then adapt and amend the plan as life and your goals change. All right, we've got more coming up here on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being with us today. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, no Kevin Corhorn today, but along next to me is Joshua Gregory. Uh, If you've missed anything, every single episode of the Wise Money Show is on the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Uh, Go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show, and subscribe and follow us there. We appreciate that. Also appreciate Auto Owners Insurance for sponsoring this segment of the program. They've done so, uh, uh, partnering with us at the Wise Money Show for several years now. We appreciate that. We're going to get into some insurance questions that that we've received from fans of the show coming up. But let's put the wraps on this topic, and and that is how then do you? How then do you find a financial planner where I'm aware of these the, the most important mistake and then these other six or seven or whatever? But what's the process you should go through to find a financial professional? Um, So I'm going to tuck in one more mistake um, because it happens right at the beginning often of this process. And that is for for those of you who are married, the, the risk or the mistake might be that one spouse gets this relationship started. And, and maybe that's just functionally it's necessary because you know the the other spouse is just up to their eyeballs in child care or yeah. running a household or work or something like that and so maybe you divide and conquer you you delegate to one to hey go find us a, a financial planner that we ought to work with that's okay if one spouse maybe makes the hiring decision there but if very quickly uh, both spouses don't get engaged in the process, then you are missing something. Absolutely. And you, you may even be making some mistakes because the two of you are married for a reason. You both have unique values, unique beliefs, perspectives, and experiences and everything, but you also have unique strengths and opinions and approaches to, to making decisions. And both of those unique people need to be injecting their own thoughts into this planning process and they both need to be taking the goodness out of the planning process yeah because you never know where the two could become one again because of a tragedy of some sort yeah and so it's important that a surviving spouse situation is not left that they're not left in the dark because they were you know uninvolved along the way and so to me, the, the process begins with both spouses getting involved in beginning to educate yourself on what it is that we need. Yep. You know, starting, to, starting out first and foremost with 
what are we trying to achieve in our financial life and what is the approach that we believe in? Hopefully, if you're listening to this show, you know what we would be encouraging you to look for, right? Someone who takes a comprehensive approach and an integrated approach to looking at all areas of your financial planning. If you educate yourself on what that should look like, you know, by reading articles, by listening to this show and others, and then by inquiring of those who you believe have found it in their own life, that's when you start to accumulate maybe some candidates to begin uh, interviewing. But uh, that, that's where you sit down and you have some consultations with, with one or more professionals that you believe will help you achieve what you need. And, uh, and um, you, you get started that way. All right, I'm going to throw a lot at you. Okay, so and just simply because we we spend a lot of time thinking about this, we spent decades thinking about this and continue to chew on it and adapt and, and enhance. Okay, you need a financial, a trusted, certified financial planner. That's what you need. Okay, so where does trust come from? Well, trustworthiness is the blend of the right character, strong character and the right competence, the right intelligence. That is actually the equa equation for wisdom, and it equates to trustworthiness. So, But you don't just need a trustworthy person. You need a trusted team to help serve you. And so how do you measure that? Well, then it's character times confidence, but also times consistency, that they're taking the right approach and then can consistently deliver. So what are you looking for? Number one, you've got to first narrow the pool of candidates down to a certified financial planner. Okay, you've got to look for a CFP. You can find one at findacfp.net, I believe, something or like something that, like that. Yeah. You can just just use the Google, check it out. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, we'll even put a link in the YouTube channel just because I don't have it right in front of me. Josh is looking it up. Um, so you got to find a CFP. But then I told you, we said, not all CFPs take a comprehensive approach. So then you need to confirm. You need to look at their website. You need to talk to people. You need to maybe have a phone call with them. Do they take a comprehensive approach? So those are the first two things that you've got you've to look at. Then you've got to see if they've got some, you've got to try to gleam into their character. You've got to get a sense of what their character and their process is. So that character inconsistency, you can find that a little bit on the website. If they're um, connected to kingdom advisors, or if they're if they're you know doing philanthropy or doing supporting causes that you're uh, that you care about, if they've got uh, if one of your trusted relationships, a friend or family member uses them or, or can vouch for their character, you can explore their process online. And then some of that though, you just can only flesh out in a conversation. But narrow it down with a CFP in the CFP that's taken a comprehensive approach and then try to look for character and consistency in their process. Absolutely. Uh, there's actually a website that you could check out. Uh, yeah, this is created by the Certified Financial Planning Board of, of Standards. It's kind of the governing board within the, the CFP industry. They created a website called letsmakeaplan.org. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. That's nice and easy. Hopefully it's it's a, a quick and easy one for you to recognize. And they have a, a search. You can um, look for a certified financial plan or the list of them in your area. Um, they also, you know, there's, there's interview questions that uh, are available on that website as well. Yeah, we've talked about them before on the Wise Money Show. Yeah, so if you're wondering, well, I don't even know what to ask somebody. Well, there's a, a pre-built list for you that would help you um, uh, uncover things like philosophy, how do they get paid, what's their process, that sort of thing. 
But at the end of the day, uh, this has to be a relationship that you can trust and you can work well with. So the most competent and amazing professional that you just do not connect with, or you just they, it feels like they're talking over your head or they're, they're not slowing down long enough to help you fully understand the decisions you're making, um, that's probably not the right fit. Or someone that you just feel like you can't really open up and share with. Like I said, you've got maybe some financial mistakes that you're not too proud of. Maybe you're embarrassed of. Guess what, guys? I do too. And I know Josh does. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like we all do. And your your CFP is a trusted person, again, that you can open up to. Maybe not in that first meeting, but you'll get a sense for, is this someone that I can share real life with and have and trust that they're not, not going to be judged that, uh, that I can be raw and be, be myself. I often say um, that around the financial planning table in my office, this is where real life and finances intersect. Like right. you've got to be totally transparent, totally, totally real. So. And if all else fails, if you walk through this process and you are still struggling to find that right certified financial planner, we welcome you to pick up the phone or reach out to us. And we're happy to have a conversation with you as well, wherever you're listening, all around the country. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, we, we are blessed to have a pretty amazing team and a lot of future world changers and current world changers, very talented certified financial planners that we could get you connected with if you're struggling to find one um, through your own network. That's right. Yeah, we can't serve everyone, but absolutely, Josh, you're absolutely right. All right, let's transition here. And I got several questions here. And in my list of questions from fans, the insurance ones I highlight in red. Okay, that's my secret. So that when it's when when Auto Owners is is uh, is sponsoring the segment, we can address those. Now, the first one uh, is from a nameless source. Here's the question: My advisor is recommending I increase my umbrella insurance coverage. It's currently at a million. He's recommending I increase it to two million, if not three. My insurance agent doesn't think that's necessary. <laughs> what do you think? What what an appropriate question for today's show. Because we were talking earlier about philosophy, right? Is there an alignment of philosophy? Are they taking the right approach? And it sounds to me like this is a situation where a, a financial advisor is recommending one thing and it's contradicted by another professional. Yep. And... This could be the clashing of some different philosophies. And in the area of umbrella insurance, if you're unfamiliar with what that is, this is a layer of protection that you put over your home, over your automobiles, um, that sort of thing, to protect you from lawsuits, essentially. Yeah, it's liability coverage. That's Excess right. liability coverage. That's right. So if there's a slip and a fall on your property or if you cause a, a car accident that really does damage to someone or worse... Um, you know, there, there's some sort of financial retribution that is needed, and this type of insurance it essentially gives you the ability to pull that off without having to to completely liquidate your financial life to achieve it, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so, so ultimately, the question of well, how much protection do you need? We're we're talking about a million going up to two or three million. That is a lot of money. Well, if you think about how bad could a car accident be? Mm -hmm. You know, you, you get behind the wheel of a missile and you 
plow into somebody and do genuine damage or, or worse, a, a life is taken or someone's permanently disabled or whatever, you think about the financial hit that that could be, especially if that was some young professional that had their entire working career ahead of them. And you think about lost earnings and what did the fi- that family just suffer? Or you yourself exactly. are a young professional or have a circumstance where you're unable to continue financially on the track you had been because of this accident, okay? Yeah, and I'm not trying to, like, make you afraid to get behind the wheel, Yeah, right? I know. We know many of you are listening right now in your cars. That's <laughs> so right. we're not trying to freak you <laughs> out. Just Josh, pull over, Josh, and uh, I'll be done talking in just a sec. No, um, I, I think it really is important um, to make sure you have this type of protection in place, and it needs to be matched at a level that will fully protect the resources that you've been building. And there are many folks who, over the the past three years in particular, have seen some amazing growth in their overall net worth because the stock market, their investments, um, all of this has really appreciated well. There are many people that are earning more than ever before because they're in a sales position and, and their industry is just on fire right now. Whatever it is, your risk profile may have changed in the past three years. In fact, I guarantee it has in in some way, and it's going to keep on changing. And that's why the decisions you made in the past have to be revisited periodically. And don't let your insurance agent discourage you from maybe doing more protection if that's what you and your financial planner are are recommending or, or needing, simply because... Honestly, I mean, there are some agents out there that philosophically they would say, well, if you get more insurance, then that's just going to make people want to sue you more. Right. Right. Uh, you know what? I, I think that's if you, crazy. If, if you have personally. the assets that are at risk, then I think that that's, that that's crazy. It, likely in this scenario, your advisor, your financial planner, hopefully is taking a comprehensive approach. They certainly would be if they're looking at your insurance, giving advice there. Um, they're seeing something that your agent isn't. Right. Most likely. They, they they have a perspective, a perch of your financial life that your agent doesn't have. And I would go with them. And, and Josh, you hit the nail on the head why most insurance or many insurance professionals might say, no, nah, no, nah, slow down. You don't need that. So, all right. Thanks. And uh, that's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, myself, all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated. It's only been one time that we've just continued to ramble. Well, and it was the two of us who pulled that off. It sure was. I certainly would Lindsay, you need to... Supervise a I little more said closely. For sure, if that was going to happen, Kevin Corhorn would have been involved in some way. <laughs>